back to another episode of Crossover Commerce. This is episode 162 of My Corner of the Internet, otherwise known as Crossover Commerce. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, as the introduction mentioned, and this is where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon and e-commerce industry. You made it. You're here. Um, Thanks for watching us live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We don't leave out any social media around here. Uh, As long as you can go live, we're going to be there. So if you're watching us, thank you for tuning in or watching us. Uh, This is an interactive show. So if you have questions or comments or want to tell us where you're listening from, go ahead and put that in the comment section. We love to see where people are watching us or listening to the podcast. Or if you're listening to us at a later date on your favorite podcast destination, you can also do that as well by rating us or sharing the episode itself. You can do that and find all of the other fantastic 161 episodes to date that we have released at usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. That's right, forward slash podcast. If you go to Ping Pong's website, you can find every video that we've ever produced as well as the audio versions as well, the transcripts, anything you might need to go back and listen to the fantastic guests we have on the show. That being said, alluded to uh, the presenting sponsor and partner of this podcast, of course, is Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong Payments, no, it is not a table tennis company. We are, in fact, a cross-border payment solution helping e-commerce businesses and B2B businesses alike help you save more money. How do you do that? You do that by cross-border solutions such as paying out your suppliers and manufacturers if you have trouble. Um, if you want to find ways to save money when you're paying out your supplier in China, for example, or India or Philippines, you do that by paying out in localized currency, and you can do that with ping pong. Don't go through a localized bank and pay the ridiculous amounts of fees. You can save money by partnering with ping pong payments. It's free to sign up. It's great to use and put money towards your bottom line, so it saves you time, money, and effort, the trifecta, if you will, of entrepreneurship. That being said, receiving money also just a breeze as well when you're building your brand and growing and selling on multiple marketplaces worldwide. Check out Ping Pong Payments. You can do that at usa.pingpongx.com. Again, forward slash podcast is where all of our great content lives. Sign up for free today. Ping Pong Payments will save you time, money, and effort. That being said, again, everyone, this is Friday. We're in October 1st. You know what that means. If that is a entrepreneur um, and that gut feeling has started to twist and uh, shout, basically, uh, for lack of a better term, that means it is Q4. What does that mean? Well, that means it's one of the busiest times of the year, and that means lots of heartburn, lots of excitement, lots of growth happening, all of the different things that you can expect as an entrepreneur. Hopefully, if you set up your business right, this is what lots of people actually build up for and um, and, and look forward to. Uh, this is when lots of money is spent, obviously, for, for many different reasons, but this year is kind of a, a little bit different, right? We have lots of different growth opportunity. Um, this time last year, there was uh, Prime Day was happening around this time. We had a lot of different um, unknowns with a uh, pandemic and we weren't expecting the logistical nightmares and backups and, and struggles that you are seeing even to date. So that being said, um, what, what are, how are people growing and are expected to grow? Well, there, there's opportunities and, and uh, very cool different ways to get your product out there. And one of those is actually with one of our partners at Ping Pong and that's with Homeroots. Uh, Homeroots is actually a marketplace to help get your products in front of different kinds of retail outlets. And of course, I'm not going not gonna to spoil the, 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 the line, if you will, of what they do. But people like that and, and opportunities like that, lots of people just think, I'm going to build a brand on Amazon and that's it. And I'm going to be successful and exit my opportunity there. Well, I think 
personally, if I, if you're going to speak candidly, there's other ways and there should be better ways to build a brand. And that is actually with partnering with solutions and marketplaces, just like hundreds. So that being said, we titled this episode specifically getting your products offered for sale by the largest retailers. You're talking, trying to get into retail locations. There's easier ways of individually going out to all these people and managing each individual dashboard. There's one place that can actually help you get your foot in the door, um, especially in the home home and uh, home uh, area, if you will, of the categories. So that being said, I want to bring on our guest today is going to be the CEO and uh, founder of Home Roots. It's gonna, his name is Gil Barlev, and he is uh, our special guest today. So help me have a warm welcome to our guest, Gil. Um, from Homer's Gil, welcome to Crossover hey. Commerce. Hey, Ryan, how are you doing? Good to I'm be doing here, well, sir. Yeah, thank you. You're joining us uh, from New Jersey, is that correct? Yes, I'm joining you from New Jersey. Um, this is uh, where we're headquartered. Uh, we've been here, you know, for the past couple of years, just been moving around, but uh, yeah, that's where we are. Amazing, Other than that we're nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> you're nationwide. Well, that's good. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you guys are you're growing quite rapidly and like you said, moving yeah. around. So um your background, I didn't I didn't even get a chance because it's such a fascinating background. You you come from various actually big retail stores of the likes of Toys R Us. Um, I believe there was other major players that you yeah. played with, but uh or I say play with uh Toys R Us play. <laughs> I'm full of lots of jokes today on Friday. I'm trying to make puns. I'm trying to keep it light on a Friday. But you actually, um, you were you were operating in major, uh, working on a major financial product with Toys R Us back in the day. So yes. uh, for people who are who are old enough like myself and remember Toys R Us, that was that was a go-to place as a kid uh, for for pants before Black Friday uh, for any sort of holiday shopping. You knew what you know what was up, and it was where the places. Uh, and the people were going to to buy toys, games, uh, video games, anything like that. So, give me more of that background. What, what what's kind of uh, led you to where you are today? Sure. So, in, in my um, so that was a good intro, uh, Ryan. But by the way, was uh, I, <laughs> I appreciate like that. You know, how do you say it? So, now, basically, I've been I've been in my background. I'm a, I'm a software engineer. Okay, so okay. I was really more into tech and everything else in the past. Um, I will say, make a long story short, in the past 20 years, I've always been in an intersection between the tech, retail, and e-commerce. Uh, I got exposed to the retail com- retail slash e-commerce world when I first uh, joined Toys R Us, right? I actually joined not for necessarily for that uh, reason. It was more for a financial project. But slowly as I got exposed and I noticed that they're actually teaming up with Amazon at that time to get their products sold uh, online. They did not have the capabilities of doing it themselves. It was not the main priority uh, at that time. And that's what drawn me. And I got pushed into this uh, voluntarily, obviously, but I, I got pushed into this <laughs> world. Um, right. and, and I saw how it is. And that's what that what really was uh, was very exciting to me. You know, at that time, we we're talking about past, you know, the dot-com burst where the dot were, were stating selling online was more like... Uh, I don't know. It wasn't the best word to uh, to describe your business. It wasn't that uh, fun. There was a lot of suspicions. Not too many businesses, even retailers, uh, believed in that that much. That was not the main priority. Um, it was the backup, if you will. Yeah, yeah, right. that's the backup. Yes, and that it was, was, it was not a priority. Yeah, I would, I would agree with yeah, that. It, it was not. So, so I've seen like over. Uh, as I said, I've been in this industry and in, in this space for the past twenty years. Uh, a little bit more, um, well before the Amazon rush, okay? 
And I, I saw the evolution of e-commerce over the years. Uh, and I've been part of the Amazon rush myself. You know, I went there. I sold on the marketplace. I've gotten that experience. I've, I've dealt with Amazon personnel, account managers, as well as other marketplaces. I've, I've seen it all. I've seen the evolution. I'm still seeing it every day. We're all seeing it. Uh, but something is not happening the same or in the same pace on the B2B side, on the wholesale side. It's just you don't see the same evolution. And um, what led me to, to, to start Homeroots or to get into it was um, I, I really saw a fragmented marketplace that on one hand, if you were the buyer, you had challenges in, in finding and maintaining uh, uh, relationships with your vendors. On the other hand, you know, if you look at that from the from the vendor side, uh, there wasn't really a digital platform like what you like what we all know, like Amazon, the marketplace. Then came you know recent years came Walmart, the marketplace, the eBay. There wasn't really a digital platform that vendors can really go to, sellers can go to, and can really broadcast their product and say, hey, listen, this is what I want to sell in, in wholesale. Now, put aside Alibaba, that's that's more overseas, but you want to get into the US space, you want to get into the North American market, how do you go? How do you go about it? Um, so I'm not here to blame you know, the vendors, just the market itself was not ready for that type of uh, an engagement. And, and to be frank, retailers uh, did not, still do not uh, make it easier for for their vendors uh, doing business with them. And that's why you see um, a lot of drones into, into the marketplaces. So what drawn me for eventually and, and home routes into the furniture, home decor space was the complexity of the logistics, right? It's not easy moving uh, those furniture items from, you know, in trucks from, you know, coast to coast. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. It's not easy. Even, even if you want to deliver something locally, trust me, it's not that. We see that as even on consumers, right? It's not, it's not simple. And if you are looking for a warehouse to store it, um, majority of the cases you're going to say, you're going to hear back, I, no, we don't deal with furniture. So it makes it so difficult, and and because it was difficult, and because I noticed that, um, you know, this there's no platform for sellers to really broadcast their products. That what pushed me to go into the lines then and uh, and make a change. And right. We well, you, I was gonna say, well, you you pointed out so many fascinating topics. I wanted to kind of re-emphasize furniture and home decor. I've been in that sector, so I, I understand the 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 pain points of you will people completely shy away from the fact of anything bulky or hard um, hard or just abnormal because of boxing sizes and just the enormous cost it takes to get it from point a to point b it could be from warehouse to in consumer if it's not that it takes up entire floor spaces um just one one piece of furniture can take up an entire space um that's mm -hmm. that's typical it's not easy to merchandise you can't just have it on hand you have to make sure it's coming from a warehouse so you have to have a lot of space so it's, i see all the difficult natures of the problems that you're working with in that regards too there's also very high ticket items you um people need them constantly that's why there's there's all these different retail stores you're kind of supplementing this area of you know what people don't want to have to shop in in this locale or they want to get different kinds of they want the e-commerce experience but they want they don't want the you know, retailers want the e-commerce experience and the ease of spread and I can get my name out there, but they don't want the the nature of I have to sell it directly or put it in a warehouse and the fees that come associated with it. So you're kind of that that new age 
solution, if you will, right, to make yeah. sure that they're offered in all these places. Yes. Yeah. Basically. So through um, so that leads me to to what Homeroot does. And sure. if if you if you want to sum it up, I mean, Homeroot is is a B two B sales channel, right? That enables manufacturers and sellers, you know, around the globe, basically get their products into the North American retailers, right? So North American retail uh, market. So there's um. um you know, you you mentioned you touched upon that about the e-commerce and the, the uh, you know the easiness of, of the e-commerce. So I could tell you there's um, many sellers um, by default, and again, there's not like there's too many choices available either. But by default, they go to sell their products on the marketplace, like you said. You know, at the beginning of your intro about Amazon and about now now it's more recent years it's Walmart, and there's got to be a better, there's got to be an alternative or maybe additional way of getting your products uh, out there. But I, I'm not here to say, you know, that there's, um, you know, skip or don't do your Amazon or Walmart business. You know, there's if you put a home roots aside, if home roots did not exist, um, there aren't really too many options out there. Right? Those are the only options that are given to you that you can actually sell uh, DTC, right? That you can actually get your products out there to the consumer. And, and you know, I'll, I'll give it to to Amazon and Walmart. They're, they're pretty much making it easier uh, than other options uh, that were there, again, before Home Roots, uh, to get your product sold out there, right? So right. that's a natural reaction. That's a natural, um, some type of, of, um, of a place to go if you want to sell online, right? So, right. so yeah, well, I was gonna say, so maybe walk me through this skill um, for for the person who is out there and say, I, I hear that it's it's an option or it's a solution. So um, for, for everyone who's um, listening to this and the, the listener who says, all right, who's this apply to? Who, who Who's your market? Who, who's the ideal customer that this is going to benefit and change their world as they sell their products? Okay, so our ideal um, customer or I will say more of a seller Right. Um, he's a seller that has obviously is within our space, has to have products that are in you in, in the home furnishing decor um, or around the house type of products. OK, so they have sure. to sell it. like if right now they're selling electronics or they're selling, I don't know, beauty care products. Uh, we're not the inside same. the home, anything yeah. inside the home, basically. Yeah, yeah. we're talking yeah. kitchen. We're talking. Uh, bedroom, we're talking all these places, bathroom, everything. Yeah. So if, if you're in this space and you're manufacturing your products um, and you're looking to get your products sold into the retail space and you're looking for additional sales channels, other than just Amazon and Walmart, you're looking to actually you're looking to, to play with the big guys, okay, without all the complexities of playing with the big guys, um, Homeworks is, is, is your place. So you need to have your inventory in the U.S., we have to have that. You can have your own um, distribution center that you can fulfill from, or you can use one of ours. But you have to have, um, we obviously recommend that you use ours for any benefits, and we can touch upon that shortly. Um, but I will say that you have to have your merchandise in the US ready to ship. You got to have, if you're doing it on your own, you got to be able to ship it the items within a day or two if you want to get the most exposure if it takes you two if you have a warehouse that takes them two weeks or three weeks to get the items out the door or their inconsistency with their shipping it's tough 
I, I don't recommend coming. It's not, right. not going to do good. Not just for us. I think in general, I don't think it's a it's a good practice. But um, but that's it. This is that's all you you have to do. You have to have you have to be in our space. You have to have your goods in the U.S. and you have to be engaged. You have to want it, right? And and if those are the three parameters that you are meeting, then you're welcome. So so um, to to clarify, so. We're in a specific category, so that actually hits a lot of different um, people. I think if you're a seller, so the, if you're out there and you're in that home gar or that home decor or that home functionality products area, again, in the be bedroom, bathroom, uh, kitchen, lots of different products being sold. Again, it could be big items like furniture, but we're talking it could be something for your home office, like a decoration or a picture or anything like that. So we hit that who that who that ideal person would be. So what, where are the spaces you're fitting into? Is it that that space where I don't individually have to work individually with um, retailer XYZ or different kinds of uh, online marketplaces? What, what, what's kind of that that space that you fill sure. and why why you're doing that? Perfect. So so um, I'll give you the background how it is again the world without home roots. And the world with home roots, just as a background to to our listeners, just to, to have better understanding, because the, the retail space is very much different than selling on marketplaces. It's a different world and it's a different mindset uh, altogether. But let's say the world before home roots or without home roots okay, is a world where you need to virtually, digitally, physically, whatever it is, knock on retailers doors and uh, try to get them to uh, submit proposals of products and following up again and again and again, trying to get them to want to uh, list their products uh, for sale on, on their on their. You're selling account. yourself to them, basically. Yes, yes, basically. So the world of that, you have to convince them to buy. You have to maintain the relationship. It's very expensive, it's very slow, and it's going in silos. It's peer-to-peer. -peer. Every every account, you need to manage individually. And trust me, by all means, uh, for the ones of you who ever tried to do it before, it, it's not easy. Okay? It's not easy at all. Uh, it's very expensive. At times, you can even lose your shirt if you're not, if you're not really, really into it. Um, now, the world with home roots is a world where you don't have to worry about all these things. You're just working with home roots. Homeroots is per se your customer on the books, right? You list your products on Homeroots platform, and that's uh, and that's Homeroots.co. You list your products there for sale, and from there, Homeroots make sure that um, as as much as possible, you know, given the requirements of different retailers and their specialties and their their needs. But basically, we're pushing those products to our uh, business customers and retailers and small businesses. And we're working with you and for you to make sure that those products are actually going to get offered for sale by those retailers. You don't have to worry about all the administrative pieces of work of managing the relationship with them. You don't have to worry about significant issues that you know are how how are you going to get paid? When are you going to get paid? What about my net terms? What about my term payment terms with with uh, retailers? How I'm going to list? Do I need to learn new portals? Every every retailer has their own uh, portal. Like you have the Seller Central for Amazon. Imagine every retailer has their own system. 
and they're not the intuitive <laughs> at all. So you don't have to worry about all these things with us. You just work with our system, with our portal. We'll give you a seller portal that you can get access to. And you manage everything from there, like really like an experience. You'll have a similar experience as a seller to you selling on marketplaces. With the same um, easiness, you can get your products sold by uh, as, as many as retailers as we can as possible as well as small businesses it's just just retail that we offer the products for sale you know we sell products to uh, property management groups and we sell it to to stagers home stagers interior designers and any small business so it's not just retail um but we're going to get all the products out there for you and um it's the easiness of the business so that's basically right. what we're offering we're offering so ourselves like a hub right i was gonna say to summarize i think the best way to do this you've built out this network of connections yeah. Uh, if I if I sold widget or like I have this set of coasters, right? Um, yeah. it, it, leather coasters, um, big product or not a big product, but if I don't want to just sell them on Amazon, I can have them available in multiple packs. I let, I would go to Home Roots and I say, hey, listen, I want to have this listed for. I probably have the same interface, right? And correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. I say this is what it is. This is how off how much I want to sell it for. This is um, what comes with it. I list out my product listing. Um, the title, everything like that, and you push it basically to your network of, of both online and retail offline. experts. Yeah, offline too as well. And people can have that experience and buy directly through you guys of your products. So you're brokering this this network essentially of products to, I'm assuming you said hundreds, if not, are we talking thousands of, of different tens options? Of or tens, tens of thousands. thousands. Okay. Different retailers uh, with almost... Wow. Almost every, almost, I don't want to say everyone, <laughs> there's always room for more, but um, almost every household retail name that you can think of. Who are the popular ones? Like, give, give me a name, like, or, or give me a couple names for, so, for the so listener out there. A couple of, couple of good names, you know, we, we sell to Home Depot, we sell to Lowe's, we sell to Pier 1, we have, we're doing business with... Um, um, companies such as um, Ashley's Furniture, and we have many, many more um, that we're, we're selling to. Um, you know, even, even Amazon, it's, uh, it's one of our customers that we're selling to them as, as the vendor on the record, not as a third-party seller, but even... Um, so would that be, so you have the one uh, for, for the basic of the customer, you're selling directly as a wholesaler to Amazon, potentially, uh, as a one-piece yeah, seller, and then they would resell. Yeah. Yeah, we're selectively choosing different products, right? We're not pushing everything to them in particular. We're more targeting the world outside of Amazon. But sure. if we have a specific seller that will say, okay, listen, I I want my products to be sold by Amazon. I want to give it a shot. I want to try if it works. Instead of just trying to be a third-party seller, right? We can we can work with them to make it happen, right? Very cool. so just an option. Well Right. Those are those are lots. Like and, and so, what what does that look like? So, is that when I have I'm assuming as the person I'm working with you, I have the option to say I want to work with these select individuals. I'm going to start with this core group, or maybe it's like a tiered, right? I want to work with these individuals first and see how it goes, and then kind of scale. Or is this kind of an all or nothing uh, solution? No, is it it's just listed and that's it? No, they they just list the products on our platform. And from there, we take it. We're taking it from there, right? We're gonna push it to, again, assuming that they don't have certain restrictions, right? We do have some sellers who are gonna come and say, "Listen, you know what? I really don't want my, 
my product sold on specific retailer or because of whatever reason that they come up with. It's very rare. We don't have those instances, but but if if somebody really requests that, we will honor that. Okay, not not a problem. Basically, they're they're gonna they just need to list the products for us, and we will then um, push those products out there to the market. So anybody mm-hmm. who can potentially sell the products to the consumer will sell the products to the consumer, right? And some some retailers move faster than others. So there is there is um, just from setting the expectations, right? You know, in in, in difference than um, than marketplaces, uh, in our platform, yeah, product will go live, but it, it's it's gonna it's gonna go live with some of the retailers faster than some other retailers. So you'll see as as a seller, your experience will see that the sales velocity increases over time, just because we're getting more and more exposure with more and more sure. retailers that are actually offering that to the to the consumer. So it, it does the 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 span of uh, increase in revenues is a little bit longer, but it's steady, it's more stable. And then once we really get a velocity of sales with specific retailers, now the sales may potentially go offline as well. And then in the offline world, in the brick and mortar world, the volumes um, that we're talking about are something that I believe that majority of the sellers that or our listeners here in the podcast have never experienced something even close to it, remotely close to it financially. So it's totally different, uh, a, a different ballgame, um, a different experience. But you have to you have to come with a new mindset. It's, right. It's well, awesome. I was going to say with the possibility and you're talking about, you said thousands of potential portals that people can find your products that instantaneously opens up. What I've always said is if you're building a brand, you want it to be available in all these different locales, like, right. Yeah. Um, you want your product to not just be listed on Amazon, albeit that's where a lot of people go to research um, to make that final purchase because that, that makes sense for a lot of people. But in the industry where if you're an entrepreneur and you want to start selling a little bit higher end, items or goods that are bulkier and doesn't make sense to put it in an FBA warehouse. Maybe you have it in your own warehouse, have your own ecosystem that you want to, you know, drop ship for anything like that. This is that solution. I think is really cool and um, innovative and fascinating, especially in North America as you continuously um, grow at that ecosystem. So what about this? So when, um, when I put those coasters on and working with Humberts, that gets listed on what their website or it's just offered for sale directly to that retailer. How, how does that look on the other side of things? Sure. Like when, once you get that product, what does it look like on the other? Sure. So, so the, the experience from the buying side on the demand side, I will say that the first step is to really bring it live on Homeroots, right? Because on Homeroots.co, we have a, a large amount of um what we classify as as the small to medium-sized retailers, retailers that don't necessarily have their own portal or their own management system. So they really come to our uh, portal and our, I mean, our website to place their orders, right? So they, and and that's the first exposure. But the first exposure is, as I said, all the small businesses, the property management, design groups, everybody else, um, that they'll come to us as as business owners to place um, orders for the product. Um, now the, the second, the second piece of it is, is really taking the products and getting pushed to the retailers backend system. So, um, those retailers can start first with offering, um, those same products for sale online on their e-commerce sites. 
they usually tend to start off with that. And then based on the exposure of the products and the, the you know, the, um, the velocity of the sales and the length of sale of the products that have been out there, then there is also opportunity to get those products into the stores. Right. So this is this is like the life cycle. So but essentially you the way that uh, you know, looking again from the consumer, OK, how do I get my product? How do I get how do I get to find those products? OK, all you need to do is you just you either Google it or you go to any marketplace or you go to um, any website of any retailer that you can potentially think of you you're, you're looking for those products. You will find them to be you know the homeless product. You will find them there. You'll add to your cart. You'll check out. You'll place the order with the retailer of your choice, right? Once you place the order, the retailer will then submit it over to us, and then we will pass it on to the to the seller for fulfillment. Um, if they, again, if they have the order uh, and they have the items in our warehouse, we will take care of the fulfillment. Very similar to FBA, by the way. It's a very similar experience. They don't have to worry about the fulfillment. We will take care of it. Uh, if they want to do it, if they want to handle it from their own uh, warehouse. Not a problem. We can uh, we'll pass on the, the the purchase order information on to them, and they can fulfill from their uh, distribution center. And we'll then once it gets shipped, we'll sync back with the retailer and let the consumer know that hey, this is this is on the way to you. Right, you're acting you're acting as almost a um, the purchase order. You're placing a purchase order with. Yeah my my coaster company or if you will or my my furniture company and if they have inventory that fulfillment requirement that you had said earlier in the episode of you have to deliver it or you have to have it shipped at least in one or two business days obviously that that's a yeah. huge requirement in the world of a consumer obviously um but you said you have your own um warehousing network if you will how many warehouses are we talking about what what's the space like are they are we all over the sure. united states or is it no, just so a few select locations so that that's a program that we started. Uh, we'll say earlier uh, earlier this year. So it's still evolving. Uh, I will say. So we have right now. We really have two locations. Right. That's one way. That's one word for it. Yeah. <laughs> one on the West Coast in in the LA area, and the other one is on the East Coast in, in New Jersey. And soon we're looking to open up uh, a few more distribution centers. Um, the goal is really to be able to offer our sellers or, or let's say our, even our customers even to, to be more uh, direct to offer our customers the ability to get the products that their their consumers or their stores want delivered within a day or two nationwide right and that's something that is pretty uh unique i will say and give a competitive advantage to our sellers um versus the other competitors out there other wholesalers that are out there that are not leveraging Home Roots um, fulfillment network, right? Where you can imagine, we're talking about trucks, right? You, let's say you, 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 you're bringing your, your products from overseas, right? And you lend them there somewhere in, uh, outside of the LA area from the port or any, any warehouse, whether that's uh, on, on Jersey side or was Elizabeth port, but wherever you lend them, right? Now to get them to the customer, um, if most, if most of the customers for those type of products are on the other side of, of the U.S., you're not going to be that competitive. Uh, or, or sorry, you will be on the ballpark with everybody else, okay, on the same same level that it takes them like um, 10 days, uh, you know, to get the products delivered with the trucks coast to coast. 
Um, but with homeless, you can really make a difference where you can get your products delivered within a day or two. And that gives a huge competitive advantage to your customers to exposure and the willingness of customers to actually wanting to buy those products versus versus others. Um, and that's something that Homeworks um, offers to our sellers. So I do recommend, even though it's not mandatory, I do recommend sellers to use our network. We're building heavily our fulfillment network. And this is our goal. We want that competitive advantage. And, you know, we don't need to look far to find very good examples of what uh, the marketplaces are doing um, as far as, you know, you see the Amazon Prime, you see the Walmart Plus, you see what the the um, two-day, next-day delivery does to the consumer. They just, mm -hmm. now this, this is what they expect. This is like become, that became their norm. So if you're not offering that, you're behind. You're back in the 90s of last century. The world of uh, e-commerce e have evolved, and Homeroots takes you there. Homeroots takes you into this world where you by yourself most likely you won't be able to, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get there. Well, I like that. If you're growing uh, your network, you got to look at Indiana in general, just Indianapolis, because of all the network and highways, we have so many different warehouses. And that's what a lot of people do. Fulfillment in the middle of the United States is super key in that regard. So I'm going to plug my little, my uh, home city right there if you will, <laughs> uh, to, to take a look at, because I know they're growing the warehousing system like crazy. Yeah, they are. And, and so many people are. And, um, so go to the sourcing logistics conversation. I love having this conversation because I love it and I hate it because I hate it for the pains that it's giving people. And I actually sent out uh, this photo to my company. Um, I'm in a couple of mastermind groups with people and they they actually had shared um, the boats in logistics you would refer to um, just trucking in general. The conversations last night were kind of fast and furious. It was, there's such a shortage of truckers. There's such a shortage of workers just getting products off my off a boat and to my fulfillment center is a nightmare, not just to get it here and yeah. to get it unloaded, but to actually get to fulfillment center and then to have that, um, that product delivered to where it's needed for this end is there's a complete, sh it's a scary shortage of what that looks like. So twofold. Um, and again, I, I sent the images of the, the boats in both China's port, which is in the hundreds, which is crazy. And yes. it looks like a Christmas tree that, <laughs> and then the ones on the West Coast. So I guess my question for you, Gil, with logistics kind of having the issues that it currently has in this, honestly, no end in sight. I know container prices for some people are starting to go down, but there's other issues like uh, power outages. There's other sorts of things that are happening in um, different countries. What What's kind of happening with homers in that regards in the fulfillment side or just logistics side with big bulky inventory um, shortages going on right there. Is that, is that a opportunity for you or is that a, a really big headache that every night you're, that's kind of your nightmare that you're having to deal with? Well, we're, um, we're definitely not hundred percent immune from what's happening, um, in the market, right? We're, we're seeing, um, and you know, we're, we're facing a similar situation, you know, because of what our, our sellers are facing, right? There's uh, shortages of containers and steamboats. There is constant increase in, in transportation costs, not just ocean uh, transportation costs, but even domestic ones. Like you said, there's shortage of drivers. There are a shortage of warehouse employees. 
And that impacts, you know, going back to how fast do you need to get your goods out, that goes back to it, right? If you have an instability in, in your uh, fulfillment employees and your distribution centers, then it does impact your ability to uh, perform as, as a seller in the market. And so because there's such a, such a shortage in truckers and such a shortage with warehouse employees, with warehouse space and all of that, if, if you put yourself in the eyes of, of a warehouse owner, right? If you run the business of, of logistics, you run the business, you are going to prioritize your big guys first, right? You're going you're gonna to make sure that your big guys, whoever gives you the millions of millions of dollars annually worth of business are not getting screwed up because you need them as, as a business owner. And I'm wearing a hat of right. a warehouse uh, manager, right? So think about it now. Now, if you, if you keep that in context and now you're going back to the seller, who's looking to get their products into the U.S., sold and trying to find some type of a warehouse, you're not going to be their biggest customer right now, right? You're not going to be in their top list because you're just getting started. Or even if you're around for a year, still it takes time to ramp it up, right? You're not you're not going to be their biggest customer on, on your first year of doing business with them, right? Um, unless that warehouse is the first year that they, they are in business. But um you know you're, you're not right so therefore you're gonna get you're gonna suffer from from uh, hard to say it but it's sad to say it but you're gonna suffer from the consequences of their shortages right also same thing goes with the truckers right truckers will tend to go to places where they have the most amount of business with they will not right. they will not prioritize some rural areas that um you know they have one small pickup to do it's just not econo economically uh, economically uh, viable for them right, right. so you're you're, uh, you're <laughs> if, if you choose to do things on your own uh and you're just getting started um you're off to a very bumpy ride i will say so and and that's that's really what led us um and, and we re we recognize that we saw that that's the the side effects of the pandemic but we saw that our sellers are, are, are facing those challenges, getting the products out there, even with FedEx and UPS. Sometimes they didn't want to come and pick up, you know, and, and, and sellers came to us. Sorry, you know, the goods are ready in the warehouse. I have the tracking number. All, all, everything is ready to go, but I, nobody comes to pick up, you know, and I don't blame them. It's not their fault. They're doing their best that they can, but they need help. We recognize that they need help, and that's what really rooted or, or uh, from that, we stand the fulfillment centers, our own fulfillment centers to offer that. We have the power, we have the volumes, we are a meaningful uh, partner to um, the retailers, uh, to um, the logistics partners, to the warehouses, to the retail chains. We are a significant and meaningful strategic partner to them that we, we are not facing the same issues that many of our sellers faced with their um, uh, with their logistics partners, right? So, so again, it takes me back to why I'm kind of advocating to use our services because you don't, and you don't really want to, don't really want as a seller to worry about that. You want the easiness, right? If you think about the Amazon, uh, when when you ship your goods to Amazon fulfillment center, uh, in general, I'm not necessarily about our space because our space, uh, I could tell that FDA is not the most optimized um, um, distribution centers and and the way to get your products fulfilled out there. But in, in other space, in other verticals, um, you're sending it to an Amazon fulfillment center because you don't want a headache of 
was there a pickup was not a pickup do i need to drive off to uh the next uh, you know ups store or fedex store or the post office wait in line try to get the products out there because i need to meet my uh my performance metrics and everything you don't want that you want the simplicity you love products you, you want to get some sales, you want the easiness, you want to do it from anywhere on the globe where you are, you can do it from some island, it doesn't matter. Get your products over to us, let us handle the fulfillment, let us take care of it. Get the easiness of, of selling as if you're selling on marketplaces, the easiness of it just gets significantly more sales through us. That's right. the difference, right? That's the difference. So um, to make a, um, a short answer to your questions, um, if you're not using a fulfillment network, then yes, we're facing it. We're we're feeling it because it it's work could be the best. That's what you offer us, right? But if you're using ours, then it's a no-brainer. If you're using our fulfillment uh, network, well, well, that's also good to know too because obviously, if you're if you're doing it on your own terms, so you're operating. If you're working with a, um, a fulfillment center like yourself, you are going to be that that end user that you can essentially rely on. So you're are you are you facilitating on behalf of like those Home Depots or those other retailers? Like you are the direct drop off at those locations or what? what is that relationship like in so, terms of that fulfillment? Sure. So when, uh, when one of the retailers uh, places an order with us, uh, we will ship it from our fulfillment uh, center to wherever they want us to ship it to. Sometimes it goes to their stores. Sometimes gotcha. it goes directly to the consumer. Um, it's, it's really operating at, at least at first, it operates very similar to e-commerce. It's the onesies and twosies types of orders that, uh, are getting sent out, um, over time, um, the onesies and twosies becomes more than that, but it's that, that's how it gets started. And we, we fulfill that. We facilitate all of it. Um, even with delivery to the consumers, so we're, um, we're facilitating that. And we're making sure that the products arrive in good condition, uh, less of less of damages that this industry is uh, is so uh, known for, and and just all good news to the seller, all yeah. good news to the ears of the seller. So, well, yeah. I have a couple more things because as as we're kind of like coming to the top of the the podcast, a couple more things. Um, pricing has always been the the, if I can regulate price and Amazon's going to check it, if I'm selling on Amazon, they don't need to know that competitive pricing is going to be one of the lowest offered, if not the lowest offered, or at least across the board. How do I manage my pricing and know that it's not going to be like fluctuating? Do I have control over that? Do you have control of that? If I'm a seller. Who, who's who's like responsible for the pricing structure, the listings, the the imagery, all, all that kind of stuff. Like who yeah. who's ultimately responsible? So as far as um, the, the, the responsibility of getting the products listed on our platform is the seller's responsibility, right? Similar to yeah. selling on Amazon, it's really their responsibility. Now we do help them out. We have an account managers and, and seller support teams that really gonna work close with the sellers to help them onboard the products. The, the onboarding products itself, it, it's, a, it's a little bit more intense then maybe getting your products uh, offered by Amazon. We do require additional data points, right? Just because we need to cater to the larger audience. Um, so we do require a little bit more data points, but once you got it in from that point on, we're taking it from there. Like, so you're giving us the price in which you want to get paid for, right? 
You don't need to worry about, we're not taking any commissions. We're not, this is not our business model, right? We're not, right. we're not taking commission off from you. So we're, uh, you're giving us the price that you want to get paid for. And then we're, we're sampling the market. We're looking in the internet of things to see, okay, what are the appropriate price points that those retailers should really sell it over to the consumer, right? And we're giving them this information so they can then extend uh, that price to the consumer uh, at any given time. Now, we sample the market constantly. So we're, we're actually doing the repricing for you as a seller. So you don't have to worry about that yourself. You don't have to worry right. about... Um, you know, you're only affecting your or whatever the price yeah. is at the end of the day. The seller at the end of the day, they tell you what net margin you want, and that's it. Right? That per yeah. per unit sold, that's what they should expect yeah. in that regard. I, so, yeah, yeah. And I just want to add that um, again because I, I kind of mentioned that before, and I want to emphasize that because it's it's a different mindset. It's a different mindset of of selling on the marketplace. And it starts off with the fact that, hey, there's not going to be any commission necessarily that's going to be taken out of you because that's not our business model. Uh, but other than that, you, but with that said, pricing has to be sharp. Okay. In, in, in opposed to, we, we've seen when we, when we first just started and we got some few, um, you know, Amazon sellers or Walmart sellers coming to us with their pricing said, okay, listen, Amazon is taking 15% commission out of my, uh, out of my paycheck. I'm just going to deduct by 15% and here you go. Here's your price. Ain't going to work. Okay. You are now selling to retailers. Retailers need their markups. They need their margins. They need they need that in order to promote the product, right? In order to advertise it. Just think about it from, and, and I explained that to, to one of the sellers in a different conversation, but, you know, if you want to promote your products on, on Amazon, right, or on Walmart, you're paying advertising, right? You do, you do, you go through the giveaways. That costs money, right? You pay for fulfillment. You pay for, you, you're getting deducted commissions. All these things adds up, right? But it's on you to do all of those things. And, and, and you know, it, everything gets down to your bottom line. Sometimes they pay-per-click and eat up our entire, your entire margin to put you in a red line into a, into a loss. In our case, every, you, have to, you don't have to worry about those things. We're the one who's doing it. We're the one who's advertising. We're the one who's working with the retailers to advertise it, to do the promotions. Uh, the sales out there. There's no commission, so you have to make you have to make sure that those retailers, with all of their buying power, have the ability to promote your products, and not others. So you got to make sure that your pricing is sharp, much sharper than what you're selling on the Amazon or Walmart or the, or the world minus the commission. And and with that said, you have to understand that your your benefits of it, right, is that. The exposure of how many eyeballs can potentially look at your products versus you selling on marketplaces. Like, for example, um, just just to demonstrate just some of the differences out there for our listeners. But in our in our vertical furniture and home decor, if you like, if you take all the marketplaces combined, all of them, Amazon, Walmart, eBay, Etsy, you name it, just just come up with some names, which it doesn't matter. All of them combined don't have more than 10% of the market share. That's all of them combined. Yep. All of them. Now think that home roads, you can get to an audience significantly larger than 10%. Right. Significantly you're alluding larger. to the you're alluding to the fact that you can now expose yourself to 90 or 90% of 
business is done still to this day is in retail. And yeah. that is a significant to a lot of people who yeah. are great with math. That's a significant opportunity, not just to sell online on those platforms, but to sell directly to those people who are in turn, I'm assuming they're going to be reselling those products or selling them on the, their website. And then they're making profit. You make profit. They, you yeah. ultimately become the wholesaler to those retailers too. So a couple of different things I think that are also opportunistic in that regards. Can you brand yourself in that regards to these other brand or to these retailers, or is there very tough, stringent stipulations of you can't put your brand name in it or you can't like, are there any negatives that, that would hinder building a brand as an entrepreneur in this regards, or is it kind of uh, opportunistic where you can put your brand name and say like, this is Ryan's coasters uh, plus or something like that. Like um, they're, you know, again, keeping it brand simple of what you're selling on Amazon, keeping it across the board of what your company name is it being sold by you technically on these websites or is it being sold by home roots in that regards? So, so it does, it does get sold by home roots as okay. the brand as of, as of now today. In, we are working on a program in which you will be able to develop your own brand within the home roots space. But Fantastic. we will require that that will be a brand that is not out there on Amazon or Walmart on, on the world, right? We, we don't want um, this, the, the sales channel conflicts. We don't want that thing. We don't want, you know, um, consumers going to, to the Amazon on, on the Walmart um, marketplaces of the world, finding the same brand that now they're finding it now on, on Home Depot or Lowe's or this because it just caused some tension, unnecessary tension between the retailers and the marketplaces. And again, you don't want as a seller, you don't want that tension because in the bigger pie, right, in the overall pie, Amazon and Walmart are very, very small percentage of the market. You're going to sacrifice the majority of the market for a very small portion. So my recommend my recommendation to the seller don't do it separate the brands within time once we enable that but separate the brands separate even the products assortment come up with things that are brand new let us promote it to majority of the pie right and get you where you really need to be from your potential right and and it's not that the beauty of it it's not also that um nowadays it's not that intense and and um and competitive such as Amazon that you constantly need to nickel and dime with your competitors of uh, on every small thing here you can really make your money you can really make your money and um, without the nickeling and diming without subscribing to 10 different services and systems to be able to sell one service to do your advertising another one to do your, uh, your fulfillment another one to do your uh, finding what products are selling what's not uh, another one that does your product listing and you don't have to worry about those things. Just just relax, sit back, just get your products uploaded to us. Let us take it from there. We we'll know what we're doing. We have the network. We have the facilities. We have the capabilities. Let us do the let us do let us be your virtual sales and marketing machine that will take care of it. Um, and, and one more thing to to end, and even beyond the sales and, and marketing machine we're we're also handling a lot of the back office uh things so we're the first one to go after uh, to respond to customer inquiries but you don't have to worry about that 
We're the ones exactly. who's going to make sure that you're going to get paid on time. Whatever you ask to get paid for the products, there's no delays. There's no, um, you know, chargebacks. Then there's no. It's it's very straightforward, right? So you just go. What we're asking from our sellers is is really two steps, right? Or or or, or two three major things. I'd say one. First, obviously register. Go to homeroots.co, register. Look to to register as a seller. So it's at the bottom of of the homepage. You scroll down, become a supplier. You go there. You register. You um, um, you start your application, then you list your products, you let us take care of it, and then you need to take care of two things. One, make sure that you fulfill on time if you are getting orders from us. And second, make sure you always have inventory. Just watch out for those things. We're going to help you out with, project with um, projections and, and predictions and everything else. Uh, but you got to make sure at the end of the day um, that you're keeping items with inventory. You don't want to, like, like seller, like in, like, other marketplaces or on Google, you don't want to start having sales velocity and then you lose it because of lack of inventory. So we're, we're going to help you out with that. We're definitely going to help you out. But those, those things you need to do and then just keep on increasing more and more products. Let us do the rest. Amazing. Well, that opportunity, I mean, again, it, it, it's how, to you, how do you distribute to that big piece of the pile, yeah. if you will, of, although it might not be the, you know, the easiest or it might be easy for you or now it's consolidated yeah. down to be easy for you. It's a different way to you as an entrepreneur and make money off of the products you're selling. Again, it comes with different pros and cons. I think we both agreed, but a lot more pros I'm, I'm hearing than uh, cons in that regard. So, so Gil, I guess, uh, finally wrapping up in these last couple of minutes, um, going into Q4 today, today's October 1st, what's your expectation, uh, for e-commerce in general, um, maybe across, across the board, is are you are you more worried that it's going to be a down year from last year, or do you think it's going to plateau, or do you think it's growth? What what's kind of maybe your two to three takeaways or expectations? If you had to maybe forecast a little bit in the next ninety days or so mm -hmm. for the remainder of twenty twenty one, what what's kind of your things that you're keeping an eye on um, in that e-commerce uh, sellers or just the podcast listener today uh, should also take an eye or keep an eye. On. Yeah. So so e-commerce is here to grow, here to stay and grow. So that that will continue to grow for the rest of Q4, for the rest of the year, and into next next year, and and the next years to come, <laughs> right? It's just that's uh, that's uh, I think I think we're all in agreement that that's where <laughs> the market is headed. There's no doubt about that. So it's going to continue to grow. One, uh, but for you as a seller to make sure that you're growing and you're benefiting from that wave of growth, and said you got to make sure you have inventory solid inventory all the time now it's crazy out there you know hard to book um ocean freights and containers and release from it's difficult but you got to plan you got to plan ahead take more lead time you know, whatever you initially project it's going to take you three months to get from from china or elsewhere into the u.s now take another buffer and another month or two months it you don't want to lose sales because of lack of inventory you want to have inventory all the time and you want it to move out fast okay so so it can be very uh um i will say uh sunny season despite entering the winter it'd be very sunny season um for um sellers out there assuming that they have inventory assuming that they fulfill on time and there's no issues there uh, I see a, a great potential in this vertical. I can tell you that the furniture and home decor is among the top 10 categories, the fastest growing categories uh, in the market. Uh, actually, two subset categories, sub 
two subcategories in this section are among the top 10 uh, fastest growing categories in the North American market. I think even on a global scale, if I'm not mistaken, but um, you know, I, I can double, I can be double checked. Um, so it, the potential is there. And I believe that, um, I, I really believe that there's uh, there's room for growth for all of our sellers, as well as our retailers, you know, as our customers. We're, we're taking care of them as well, even though we're putting less uh, focus on them during this discussion, but we take care of both sides. Well, I'm going to say, I'm assuming there's uh, plans for international growth and helping international yeah. sellers as well in this marketplace. But, you know, that, gosh, we need another hour for that conversation <laughs> as well. But I, I think like, I think that's in your plan, if I'm not mistaken, of when we had that last conversation, having all sorts of opportunities for sellers internationally too, to make them get in front of, you know, like you said, that 90%, that pie, if you will, of, of places where there's there's so much commerce still happening. And that's why we call this crossover commerce. It's, it's a show that touches on all aspects of building and growing a brand, but then also how how do I diversify and grow that? So that means it, um, I know we're already up on time, like an hour, an hour flies by. I, I never, I was promised that it's going to be a quick hour. So uh, for the listeners who are still with us and the people who are listening at the end of the show, what are the best ways to get in contact with you, the team, get signed up or learn more information? Is it still just go to um, what are what are those ways to connect with you or the team? Sure. So I, I believe my my LinkedIn and the company's LinkedIn information is here and in, in, um, in this uh, podcast. But regardless, uh, you can just go to homeroots.co. You uh, can email either to uh, accounts at homeroots.co or onboarding at, at homeroots.co. Uh, but really, the fastest way to get started. Is, is really, again, visiting homeroots.co, scrolling down at the bottom to the bottom, see uh, apply to be a supplier and start the process from there. Uh, it's pretty straightforward um, form to, to, to fill out, but in case somebody has any questions, they can always either uh, ping us on, this, on the chat because we have a, a chat there available on the site or send us an email, uh, call us. Again, the, the contact information is also listed um, on our homepage. And just get the process from there and then after registration is complete and we're reviewing your um you know our team will review um your account you know somebody will reach out to you an account manager will reach out to you an onboarding manager will reach out to you and, and guide you through the process right again it's a little bit more uh in, in elaborative process than just selling on on uh, on other marketplaces we do require a little bit more data points um but for that we have a team it's gonna help you out to get started and just see a, to get open to a totally different world. Much larger. I love that. I love that promise. That yeah. that's fantastic. And of course, like yeah. uh from, from hearing you and the team and talking with you um and other sorts of conversations, I think there's lots of opportunity here. I know that I'm a big proponent of lots of direct to consumer marketplaces. Again. There's other ones out there in the home carton category. I think it's yeah. no surprise that, you know, you call them Wayfair, Zulily, you know, everyone, everyone across the board, but this is an opportunity to kind of um, link those, miss have those missing links and, and connect them all. I love it when solutions can come together, be innovative and really offer a solution that you can get your products, not just in your, again, that's where the evolution of e-commerce really came from is now I, instead of selling to my hometown, now, instead of selling my city, now I can actually sell across the country, across the world and have my products 
get in front of people that wouldn't necessarily get to see that or experience it or um, enjoy it. So that's why it's super cool to see technologies and companies like yours grow and, and kind of match those, uh, find those gaps and uh, connect those dots, if you will. And everyone's everyone's happier because of it. So, hey, thank you so much, Gil, for hopping on today. I know mm -hmm. you're a busy person and spending just an hour of your time today educating our audience. Um, I know lots of people are saying hi. We have lots of eyeballs and ears um, on this podcast. So again, thank you so much for just lending some of your expertise and time and sharing what Hummers is doing it for now and in the future. Um, so happy Q4, I'm going to say, um, yeah. I'm going to do, a, yeah, it's, uh, I have a little confetti burst for certain individual <laughs> things. Like it's a celebration, but yeah. like, uh, just for, for the, for the visual audience out there, we're going to celebrate it because it's a, it's an exciting and busy and scary time right now. So, um, best of luck to you and the team. And we're looking forward to partnering with you and your organization as well here. Yeah, at best of luck to all of us and the listeners. And it's been a pleasure being here. Uh, Ryan, I really enjoy it. It's really fun. Absolutely. Well, have a good rest of your day and enjoy the weekend. And uh, we'll just kind of cap off the rest of this episode. Again, Gil, now friend of the podcast here at Crossover Conference. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Awesome. Again, everyone else, thank you again for tuning into episode 162 of Crossover Commerce. Again, fantastic episode. I think uh, you saw me nodding a lot. I think there's a lot of really great takeaways, um, specifically that when I'm listening to this, I think you as a growing brand, um, you want your products to get in front of as many people as possible. Again, those opportunities, you're only so, you can only do so many things at a time. Time is Time is one of those valuable assets that you don't get a lot of, and it's across the board. Everyone has so much of it. So working with an opportunity or a marketplace or a service like this is going to get that product. If you're in, again, that category specifically um, in the home section, this is going to get you in front of so many more eyeballs um, that you can specifically say, hey, we're going to be a bit more competitive. We can see that growth uh, potential. And again, we know that logistics and supply chain are struggling right now, but there's other opportunities out there. If you're one of those fortunate um, companies that have it figured out, have a team that's backing you up. This is one of those other areas that you can see that growth and really plan for not just now, but again, for 2022. I think a lot of people are starting to look forward and making sure that they're set for Q4, but what does that next year look like? And so if you have other questions, again, uh, you can reach out to Gil and his team. Again, hummerts.co, that's um, hummerts.co, spell it how it sounds. And it's also gonna be in the comments section and we flash it up there on the screen for the visual audience. And it's going to be in the comments section as well for the podcast audience. I'm Rick Kramer. Again, this is Friday. Um, uh, happy Friday, everyone. Happy October 1st. Happy beginning of Q4. This is Crossover Commerce. This is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon e-commerce space. And there's more content coming your way. So if you haven't experienced the show before, make sure you subscribe to our channels and to be notified of future live episodes. And then when new audio versions come out. And again, you can check out those past ones at usa.pingpongx.com forward slash podcast. Again, I'm Ryan Kramer. This is my corner of the internet. This is Crossover Commerce. This is episode 162 of Crossover Commerce. We'll catch you guys next time on another episode. Take care. <laughs>